uh, I said last take was the last take, but this is the last take. Jesus Christ is risen today. Hallelujah. Our triumphant holy day. Upon the cross, hallelujah, suffer to redeem our loss, hallelujah. It's the Easter show today. Guest is Jewish and that's okay. Choose your own religion. Whether or not you think Jesus came back alive, choose your own religion. I still love you deep inside. I told you that was the last take. Uh, sub centers and choosers, welcome to Choose Your Own Religion. Uh, it says the Easter uh, week episode. You're hearing this, and so I thought I'd play that tune for you. I don't have a sermon. I've had Easter sermons before. No sermon this time around. Just that song for you. I uh, hope you've gotten your fill of some resurrection. Uh, my guest today is Sarah Isaacson. She is the co-host of the Learnt Up podcast with another great friend of mine, Lorraine de Graffenreit. Sarah's Jewish. Lorraine is a black woman, and they are learning themselves about things about black and Jewish culture and helping us learn in the process. And so I talked with uh, Sarah a little bit about that, and uh, we talked about a lot of other fun stuff. You should definitely check out her podcast. She's on the same network, uh, which is the Campfire Media Network. And other than that, you can find old episodes on chooseyourownreligion.com. Uh, you can go to uh, find a Discord server in there where we're hanging out online. Uh, you can find the Facebook page where you can learn about uh, our live Choose Your Own Religions. I say ours like it's anybody besides me. Uh, you can learn about the live Choose Your Own Religions I put on, which are uh, not podcasts, but they're comedy shows. We've got stand-up stories, improv teams, all doing uh, religious-ish based material. And uh, then we have lots of bits. It's kind of like a worship service, just uh, horribly uh you know unsacred but also maybe kind of sacred i don't know um i love it i have a great time first sundays of every month at 6 30 p.m the clubhouse which is in los Feliz. i hope to see you at one uh, the one that we're having tonight as i record this uh will probably be off the hook uh so it's too bad you missed it because it was great but i hope to see you at the future ones and uh i hope you have a great couple weeks until uh we check in again i'm doing great i'm leaving my day job which is super exciting uh, pretty pumped about that. So I'm going to be able to do more, I think, with this podcast and have more time to work on personal projects. And uh, there's a lot of other potential surprises in store. I don't even know what the surprises are in store. They're surprises to me, what my life is going to look like in the next year, plus uh, much less 50. So uh, if I, I mean, that's pretty presumptuous. I make it that far, but here's hoping. Anyway, I love you guys. Here's Sarah Isaacson. Allow the soothing music and uplifting affirmations to center your heart and mind in an awareness of God's love. Where 
Wake up, my dear sinners. Wake up from your deep rest. Won't you say your prayers? Know that you are blessed. I love you, oh, but Jesus loves you the best. And I hope that you choose your own religion. talking into the microphone right now yeah 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 um <laughs> yeah uh i don't know he just uh thought it would be i don't know why why do people use headphones so that you can hear the volume of your own voice and that you're not like modulating crazily right i guess that's one reason i mean to me there's something i feel like it does subconsciously where it makes me a more active listener maybe that's a really good point you know i think you're probably right it's like yeah you it sort of like keeps your brain like locked in between your ears yeah so yeah, it yeah. can't go running off to like ooh, that's a cool desk lamp right like, exactly ooh, i wonder what i'm gonna do later today mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're, um, you're inside that <laughs> podcast yeah it but it is weird to listen to your own voice i don't know if you feel this way yeah yeah but like it something happens where i feel like very conscious of how i'm speaking and i'm kind mm-hmm. of like now this this is my podcast voice. Oh you know? sure, yeah, yeah. Turn on the uh, the eyeglass or the uh, exactly. Who's the who's one of the uh, Latch Me Sing or something? Totally. Or um, do you listen to the Daily, the New York Times? No, uh, but I've heard, had that recommended. You absolutely should, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about as soon as you start listening. <laughs> the guy's like, "This is Michael Barbaro. This is the Daily," and it's just like very intense. Uh, and I don't think that's his natural speaking voice. You think it's a it's a front? I think it's a bit of an affect. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. it's like, well, okay. I mean, this is something where I was all I was heard when I was like starting out with stand up that it's like it should be you, but it's like you at a hundred and ten percent. You whatever. on your best day. Right. You plus. Right, exactly. Yeah, totally. All right, well I'm really gonna try to bring it today. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna really show up for you. Wow. Uh what a, I feel honored already. Well, I really feel like I owe it to you because this has been this this whole scheduling situation has been like a true LA saga like, saga. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm almost not even gonna apologize because it's just like <laughs> this is just this is what you get. Nah, man, it's nothing to apologize for. I feel like I I had to reschedule one of it at one point too. I don't, yeah, it, it's just one of those things where I feel like when I w- when I first moved here and first started, and especially when I first started booking stuff and like people had to reschedule. It's hard not to take it personally sure. at first. You're like, oh, why does... I'm not the most important thing to you? <laughs> what? To every single person out there. And then you're like, oh, right. I have stuff that comes up. Well, I know. I think once you start getting busier, you realize. <laughs> I, I just think I like it took me a while to get really busy. And so I was just like, mm. oh, they don't want to hang out. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, no, they do. It's just, you know, I'm just one of a few things. It took me so long to get a calendar. Like, I didn't need mm. even need a calendar for a long time. Right. And then I'm like, I started, you know, you started you start losing track of shit you're like oh fuck I gotta. and that's how you know you made it yeah that, <laughs> that do you have a physical calendar uh no totally just a uh, google calendar sure. thing same I, I, ain't got, I ain't got time to write shit no no I, when i when you see people with like those um those like books that have little calendars in them like palm pilots <laughs> no I'm, I'm not doing a good job of explaining no they're like physical um like book like like little like little schedulers like little okay, calendars yeah. that um stuff that know, made sense in the 90s yeah 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 that doesn't 
to me makes sense today, but I have both like a confusion about those people and like a, a sort of a certain reverence because there are those people who just like really like to write things down with their hands right, right. and um and like a, a pen mm-hmm. and um I I think uh I kind of miss the days of like going into a coffee shop with like a um uh I don't want to say a minestrone no what the hell's <laughs> name a moleskin going, this, I think it's like no, you go in with your, your cup of yeah. minestrone <laughs> oh, you don't do that you don't yeah. walk in with your own Italian wedding soup <laughs> Um, no, it's a, it's a freaking moleskin. Like I used to fill moleskins oh, up, yeah, you know? Oh yeah, 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 Um, and now I just have a laptop, so right. it's not the same though. Well, because, uh, now it's like, it's, I can get reminders wherever my phone is with me or sure. when I'm on a computer, you know, it's yeah. basically when I'm on the internet, which is almost literally all the time, right. which is, you know, the, the mission creep of the internet That's right. constantly. Whereas I, don't, I guess before you would just like check your calendar once a day or something, or I guess if you had a scheduler, yeah. how did people do it before? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Um, but yeah, now you can just do everything in one sort of like hub. You can write notes to yourself and write mm-hmm. like, you know, screenplay ideas and observations. But there is something nice about about a pen and paper. Oh, for sure. That, not for scheduling, I don't think. I still think that, that we've like made great advances and <laughs> we shouldn't go back. Um, you're, you're not Amish as far as scheduling goes. Right. But like. No. But then how are you going to get, like, hot fireman calendars on your phone or on your computer? Like, you need something tactile. No, it's true. Uh, my friend Alex – you know Alex Hooper? He's a comedian. I actually was just listening to your episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Well, he has uh, – I don't know if you mentioned it. He mentioned the, the pug calendar. That oh, yeah, yeah, out. yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. I uh, haven't seen it, but I was very intrigued. I have. If you need a physical calendar, that should be one. I have it on my – at work, I have it next to my desk and all. all my, at first, one of my coworkers uh, – like noticed it and but they didn't say anything to me for like a week and i was and then i i like wanted to enter like oh guys i got this pug yoga calendar they're like we know and i'm like right. you didn't say shit to me you yeah. just thought i was this weirdo with the pug oh, yoga calendar that's really sad you you expected it to be a conversation starter and it just became folded into like what they thought about yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> it's so true uh, oh man uh something oh, i was gonna say oh but the whole idea of like yeah taking the calendars i'm pro digital with that as well um but as somebody who lives most of his life on the internet and like my day job is working with computer well my day job for the next like month or so i'm leaving it soon thank what god what is it by the way it's uh i just work it for this uh for this company that it's a good company but man it, it is like corporate america's corporate america yeah you know that whole dovetail aside what i was gonna say originally <laughs> okay to to your statement on things being digital versus let's say analog mm-hmm. right analog writing yeah there's something where the more and more i spend time on the internet the more and more time completely uh, divorced and devoid of the internet feels so much more like an authentic and real natural life to me you mean life without the internet? Right. It's just even like that book, this book I picked up at, uh, where did I pick that up? I picked it up some, some, oh, I picked it up at the, the last bookstore. It's like a cheap. Oh, cool. And it's like, it just has a bunch of photos, like analog photos from Burning Man in like the 90s, right? And this is like seeing it just, and like just plain, like pa- photos on paper. It just, there's something really, I don't know. It makes me feel more like, oh, right. I'm not just a series. I'm not, I'm not just pixels. I'm not just. Yeah. Does it feel like, does it make you feel more connected to like the human experience? It makes me feel like there are less hard edges to my life, that there is more blurred lines and to quote you know robin the uh, great robin (laughs) the philosopher robin thick yeah uh but in a you know in a more more broadly sense of blurred lines there than uh than he was using it but like you know like there's a more 
I feel like it's a more natural representation of reality than things like. Uh, I mean, anybody who's listen, anybody who's listened to this podcast has seen my internet presence, which is a weird thing to say and a weird thing to like realize. It's like you, everybody has like a, sees a digital representation, my digital storefront, you know, and they see a certain image of me, and even and it's so inherently incomplete because it's sure. just me curating certain things about myself that I think also fits in with internet culture, but it's not, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It would almost be better if like you had like your best friend and your parents and like your psychologist and like <laughs> your coworkers like design your website. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it sounds like a job for a personal brand manager. If you ask me, that is a, a position that exists. You're God, right. God yeah. help me if I ever hire one, I should just shut down the podcast. immediately. Just throw away all of your shit in the river. It's yeah. over. I remember, I remember I was like on a, or I wasn't, I didn't go on this Tinder date, but I saw somebody on like one of these Tinder, th- uh-huh. you know, one, one of these Tinder things. Yeah, those kids are with, No, yeah. the, the things that I've sunk my, you know, dating life into the past five years, whatever. Uh, but um, I remember somebody was a brand manager on there and I was just asking like, so what's your brand? And Ooh. they didn't have an answer for me. I'm like, well, that's, you gotta have an answer. I, you have to have an answer. Come on. If you're a brand manager, your brand better be like, I make good brands, you know? Were they like stumped? They were, they, like, they were stumped. Nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> they were totally stumped. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. And I'm like, well, I can't, uh, I'm sorry. This is, that's not going to work out. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be on brand. If that's your thing, you gotta just like yeah. double down and just do it. Wait, what's your, not to, this is, man, what a, uh. What a direct question I'm about to ask. Okay, you. I can't wait. What's what's your brand? What's your Oh God. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. All right, wait, wait, wait. What's let's say let's maybe okay, what's uh less direct, more indirect. What's like learnt up? That's your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the brand of your podcast? What's the brand of the podcast? It's like uh Pitch me your podcast. It's like super okay, so the log line is oh. um it's um a black woman and a Jewish woman learning basic black and Jewish stuff we should totally already know by now. Um, mm. So it's like incredibly honest, yeah. self-aware, like very guilty, but like, guys, I'm just showing you all my stuff now. Mm. I don't know this stuff. I'm sorry. I'm trying. <laughs> but also, it's cool to learn stuff. And you should too. Hell yeah. That's it. Well, it's, I'm intrigued. I'm, yeah. I'm, dare I say sold, especially because I know uh, Lorraine DeGraffin Reed. That's right. Who is your co-host. Yep. The black part of the, the black yes. and Jewish. She's the black part of the equation. Yeah. What, what have you, what have you learned? Learned. Um, yeah. It's really confusing now. We always have to use like learned instead of learned in all of our social media stuff. And I had, I texted Lorraine a couple weeks ago and I was like, hey, just checking. Is learned also um, in the present tense? Is that, is it a verb that you would use? Like, like I am learning? And she was like, I think so. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, it's funny. I, um, this, this ties back to your like brand, what is your brand question, which is something I, I actually am embarrassed to admit I do think a bit about just living in LA and being in the industry. To, right? yeah, yeah. And being sort of like um, forcing yourself to see how others see you. No, exactly. Um, exactly. I, unfortunately, is, I also have to think of that yeah, kind of thing too. Right. Um, which is really like my greatest preoccupation anyway mm. uh, and something that I uh, mm. that really like runs and ruins my life. Mm. Um, but anyway, I'm going off on all these little like <laughs> no, r- rivulets. Yeah. Perfect. Um, rivulets. But, I like that word. Thanks, dude. Uh, but on the brand note, uh, it is weird to me that the first podcast that I have started and am like really immersing myself in and trying to like, you know, maximize and monetize and like really do all the shit with it is this like Jewish thing? Because 
Um, I think before that, I and even still a little bit now, I'm kind of grappling with like what, it, how Jewish am I? Mm. Um, what does it mean to be Jewish um, for myself? And um, am I boxing myself in? to be like this narrowly focused on this podcast because mm. I'm really not interested in like creating like a Jewish brand for myself where like that I'm like a Jewish comedian. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't want that. Like who are these, who are the Jewish comedians that we know? Like, I like, don't know. Outwardly, like, like Jack Benny, like old, we're, like, I don't we're know. being Jewish is their brand. Like, I don't know. Or like a, at least a, like a really essential yeah, part of sure. it, you know, like that's their identity. Um, well, that was like a lot in the seventies and eighties. Right. Like, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, but no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I want to say Seinfeld is, I mean, he is he's a Jewish. There's comedian. a lot of people, that, there's a lot of Jewish comedians, but it's Woody not Allen. Of, right. I mean, Ohamed Weinberg's a Jewish and Muslim. Who's that? Oh, he's a great comedian. Is he like, he exists today? Yeah. He's out here in LA. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I should check him out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there is something very like old about Judaism to say a stupid sentence. <laughs> something <laughs> very old about Judaism. There's something like super old about it. Um, I don't know ancient. if it's just me. Ancient, you might say. <laughs> um, yeah, that um, I, I feel like I have been in sort of conflict in a small way, like mm -hmm. my whole life with sort of um, like uh, for for a long time, I, I think I've had kind of like a visceral aversion to um the like ancient traditions of mm -hmm. something that like mm -hmm. that to me in my life has felt very backward looking and very like mm -hmm. let's never forget you know that's like that's judaism and you're never like, forget and you're like oh maybe we can forget yeah like i could yeah like maybe <laughs> i could forget, I could forget. <laughs> um or like let's just can we just not think about it like today like you know? all the time all the time right. um yeah but also like hmm. let's think to the future and wow. i'm i'm interested in how um in like modern ways of being religious and i'm sure we're gonna talk more about yeah, that sure, and I, yeah yeah um i mean we, we don't have to but well it would be weird not to because like here we are well i mean i don't sit podcast. i don't sit down and be like what's a modern way of being religious sarah no but you are like living proof like you are doing religiousness in a modern way like you are <laughs> okay, existing sure. in the modern world sure, like sure. doing religious stuff okay sure sure um <laughs> and yeah but yeah, yeah, i think yeah. i've been afraid to sort of um go there and think about um, think about my relationship to religion because it feels so old and it feels like it can be so confining and like shackle yeah, you. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I, if I could, uh, something that this is reminding me a lot of is, um, when I, uh, was like a couple years ago, I was like, had, I had a drinking problem. Okay. Uh, was tackling that. I know yeah. I've resurfaced a couple times here and there, but mm -hmm. I went to, I went to one AA meeting just because I felt like I sh uh, like I needed to just at least see what it was about. Yeah. And it was cool, but like something that always bothered me with AA wasn't even just the um, what at the time it, something that bothered me was like the needing to have like God as part of the equation when I was not very religious at all several years ago. But then another part that always bothered me was um, I guess this still kind of bothers me is it, has, it seems like it has a very limiting language and it seems like it it is something that. Um, now, let me also, I should definitely preface this by saying I know a lot of people in AA, a lot of people mm -hmm. love AA, a lot of people, and if they, if it, you know, if it works for them, that's great. And I've had, you know, I've, I've found a lot of good solidarity, solidarity and other, uh, out like 12 step programs. Uh -huh. So I'm not completely shitting on it, but I will say that sometimes it feels like it keeps you when it reinforces this idea that you are broken, you are an addict, you are like, it seems like it, it 
puts you in the past constantly. Right. I had a better success and a better experience with um, a, a program called Smart Recovery, which was like it's like designed by psychologists and he uses like cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy type techniques, and it's like a little bit different. It doesn't require you. It's like you know a secular kind of version, yeah. of a, which was cool. But that's a that's a whole other story. That sounds but really cool. My only point was that like the. I can see how, like, when you're constantly reminded of something, it's kind of hard to, it can feel like it's hard to move past it. Yeah, definitely. Or yeah. create your own, or customize it for yourself, you yeah, know? Or, like, yeah. create your own kind of um, version of it. Like, it's yeah. like, this is it. This has been passed down for generations. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah, we got it. We're good. Um, on the other side of that, I, I do think that when it comes to Judaism and probably... Uh, I mean, I'd be interested to hear your take on this, but probably Christianity and all different types of religion, like there are, you know, attempts to appeal to younger people and like (laughs) making it hip and cool. (laughs) Oh, definitely. And like, oh, cool camps for Jews and like Mm -hmm. cool retreats and like workshops where we talk about, I'm not interested in any of that. I've never been like, I guess this is a really sort of cliche Groucho Marxism thing, but like not wanting to be <laughs> at a club that would have you yeah, as yeah. Its, one of its members, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. to totally butcher that quote. Um, oh, I've been it, like inherently it. pretty wary of like any sort of organized group. It doesn't have to be religious. It yeah. could be like summer camp. It could be, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like a, like being a part of the theater scene. <laughs> it's like loving something, but not wanting to be associated with it. Totally. And being grouped yeah, in, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that a lot of comedians and people in comedy definitely experience. Something I definitely experienced and did growing up where I, for me, sometimes it was, maybe it was a combination of not fully wanting to commit myself to some groups, but also feeling like I could kind of relate to almost every group. Or like yeah. I could kind of connect with everybody. I wasn't like enemies with any particular group. When you say group, what do you mean? Like, like ethnicity? Like oh, I'm talking religion? like the most like basic social, like I'm thinking of middle school cliques. Okay, like, sure. I'm thinking of like fucking like, yeah, the, the cool the kids. Jock, the, yeah, the dorks, the geeks, the yeah. jocks, the, the monkey nerds. bar kids. The, I, I, yeah. I always fancied myself a bit of a, a bit of a dork because, and this is my thinking, my distinguishing. I've, I've thought this out between mm-hmm. like nerds, uh, dorks, and geeks, where it's like nerds are like more serious, but they're almost like. They're almost like they're religious. They're like religious about their own like nerdiness and certain. They're more a little more serious, a little more intense, a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, it can like, be like a little obsessive. Right, highly knowledgeable. Geeks are highly passionate and not necessarily nerdy, right? Wow. But they're highly passionate about whatever their thing is. They're more passion intensive. Okay. And then dorks are like the bridge kind of in between. And then dorks can also be somebody that bridges all of those groups to like the outside world. Just be like, okay, I'm just a bit of a dork. I'm into, you know, Star Trek or whatever right. it is. Whereas like a nerd who's into Star Trek is like, no, this, like they're like really serious. I have all of the Star Treks. And <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Or actually, you know, the nerd, we're going to get lost in the weeds here. Quickly. I mean, but that's really interesting that you've spent a lot of time thinking about this. A lot of time. I love the idea of the dork as like the floater intermedi- intermediary who can kind of go that's kind navigate. Of how, yeah. And that's how I, that's how I feel like I I definitely feel dorky a lot of times and I definitely, and I, cause I have, I definitely want, I want to be filled with like passion and curiosity, but I also, yeah, don't want to commit myself to any given group. But yeah. there, there is a definite, um, I mean, yeah, every religion that I know, I, even, even the early guest on this podcast, um, she, uh, she had been to a Hindu summer camp, right? Even. So it's like, yeah, everybody's trying to connect, trying totally. to, but then it's a constant, um, 
I mean, this is a constant battle with, with all within all religions. It's like keeping the old and also realizing, like trying to evolve into the present and like ha- keeping up with how the world around you is clearly evolving and changing past the one that was in the book that you're basing, right? You know, your religion off of. I mean, you have to reckon with that. Have to constantly, uh, unless you're a super um, Orthodox Jew and you're like just you know right. uh, or like Amish communities or whatever people who are like really closed off from the rest right. of the world which to me is like a turn off and I'm not into that but right and that, that is their own form of reckoning too it's like their reckoning is just to like kind of decide to otherize everybody and be like well we are the ones we are who the have right it. right yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah and everybody else is so far wrong that like yeah I mean I don't know I'm it's maybe hard. that's not exactly what, what Orthodox Jews believe but it kind of that's what it feels not like all of them but yeah. you know super intense like Hasidic Jews who teach their kids in schools that Gentiles are bad and that the secular world is evil mm-hmm. it seems bad mm-hmm. and you know um, a lot of these communities have we've talked a little bit about this on learned up and like I you know I feel like sort of mixed talking about it because I don't mean to like disparage these communities and I also feel like people who are orthodox would probably be like hey it's a lot more nuanced than exactly that. like i'm exactly. a more you know i'm a more modern so i'm not talking about those people and i'm speaking from my limited sort of understanding but um you know within certain super religious like extremist sects mm-hmm. there is kind of like an internal um sort of an internal like policing and like an internal justice system that is completely separate from like the actual criminal justice system of the world and mm-hmm. so a lot of things can like go on in these communities unchecked because they have a real fear or like hatred of like police or like, you know, like, mm-hmm. like horrible crimes are committed, like sexual assault, pedophilia, like murder. And like, it's just allowed to happen. And the, the person who committed these crimes is just allowed to like stay, you know, this sort of um, like person, you know, this, this place in society. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's like power, you know, power structures, I guess so much, um, it was like fractal out. So like even on smaller levels, there's these like it, there's power structures everywhere from like a family unit yeah. to like a small commute, like a town to like right. you know, and it's on and on and on. And then it seems like there's always a weird, especially if there are when you don't have the power structured correctly, uh, it tends to want to oppress the things and wants to maintain uh, its structure. It's, that yeah, makes, absolutely. That makes sense. And a lot of these are very patriarchal um mm-hmm. structures so um well that's what man, thanks I, for that <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> tell was, your boys uh, to, to cut it i'll cut tell the boy hey, hey hey bros oh uh, yeah yeah we are in a weird room surrounded by other men yeah this whole why time. are they all here they're all they've been here the entire time it's very up? quiet um this, who who pointed this out i mean every i think i remember who pointed this out but it's not necessarily uh you know, some something that we haven't all thought of before, but it's like every single religion at its origin was like misogynist at some point. There's almost yeah. There's not one that didn't like every single one. Even you know the ones that we think of even like the a, nice ones. Even the nice ones. <laughs> even Buddhism was like not you know. There's a, I don't think women could be monks for a long time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What about Hinduism? I know there's a lot of cool female gods and stuff. There are. I mean, I can't. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to try to speak to the history of cool. that enough. But yeah, I have much learning up to do uh, as far as you did it. Hinduism you used that yeah. correctly. Wait, um, do, were you raised super Jewish? 
Um, not super Jewish, but I mean, I was raised reform, um, which do you know about like the different sort of there's branches? Okay, so there's reform, yep. conservative, yep. and then orthodox. Orthodox. Orthodox is super actual, actual conservative. We'll say like, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then conservatives, cons- middle ground. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then there's reform. Reform is like hippies. Sort of. Yeah. I mean. Dirty hippies. We're the fucking dirty hippies of the Jewish world. Um, Not but more, you know, more loose. A little more liberal. And then there's like reconstructionists, which I don't even like fuck with or know anything about. But I think that's, I think that might be like sort of the libertarian version. I really, I truly don't know. I think it's a little bit out there and And wild. Actually, the Kabbalah, that's the the hippies of the The Kabbalahs are for sure. yeah. Yeah. But that's like. Yeah, that's like its own whole other thing because <laughs> right. th- that's like Jewish mysticism, right, which is right. pretty separate from the sort of like religious order. I don't know. I would I would actually like to, I was thinking today how I would like to know more about Kabbalah because I do feel like Madonna kind of tainted it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was raised reform and um, the reform movement was like, as it probably sounds, was like a reaction kind of like the protestant move you know like mm-hmm. uh movement was a reaction against orthodoxy and it was like mid 1800s i think um mm-hmm. and uh so yeah a lot most most i think most jews in in this country or in the west in general are, are reform if they're anything um uh I, yeah i went to sunday school i went to hebrew school which were two different things uh hebrew right, school right. was tuesdays and thursdays that is something i have learned uh throughout the course of this you keep not, i love how you nod and smile every time i say i do it. well <laughs> It's a little You're like... You're doing it for my benefit, I think. Uh, I'm doing it for my own delight and nice. joy. great. But I'm glad you're here to witness it That's as great. well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hebrew school, Sunday school. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Separate things. Um, separate things, yeah. And, and the Hebrew school happened like in the years leading up to uh, your bat mit- bar bat mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Um, so those those days were specifically to like prep for your bar bat mitzvah. And you have right. to start early because it is a big undertaking it's a lot it's a lot to put on a 12 or 13 year old child to like be mm-hmm. reading the fucking torah not just reading <laughs> but chanting it yeah without vowels the torah mm-hmm. as it's written as you may know is just a bunch of fucking consonants actually i didn't re- fully realize that yeah. yeah um and it's you know there's it's like block text right as opposed to script uh-huh. i think or whatever um so it goes right to left. Goes right to left. Um, That's a curveball. Didn't see that one. Total curveball. What, what is this? Europe? Yeah. Come on. Get out. Get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, so. Yeah, I did the Tuesday Thursday thing um, from when I was like in fourth grade to I guess seventh grade. Um, and you know, my parents were a little loosey goosey on the Sunday school stuff. Like there were days where there were Sundays where I was just like, guys, I don't want to go, and they were like, word. Um, and I think they each take, took turns kind of being like the enforcer, but they're both, they're both kind of softies. Right. Right. Um, but from my understanding, especially, um, you might, I might even say, especially within, uh, reformed and I could be wrong here. Uh, so please learn to me if I, I might, may not know the answer to this, uh, but it seems that with reformed, it's about as much of being culturally Jewish more than religiously Jewish yeah. and like needing, I not only say this because I was at one of my, I had the, um, last year I was going to a bunch of different religious, you know, things once a week or whatever. And one week I went, I was going to Sabbat or Shabbat, 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 yeah, uh-huh. Shabbat. And, uh, 
I went to I accidentally went to a kid's uh, bar mitzvah. Like it was just that his just happened walked to, into it. Oh, it just that's amazing! One. It was actually really fucking cool to that's like witness. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, that is yeah. cool. Like, cause yeah, they're also just they're just like folding in sometimes. Yeah, and they, they everybody was fine with me being there, even though I was. I mean, they didn't know. I didn't introduce myself. Like, hey, I don't know anybody. You know, right, they, right. They, and I would have been probably fine too. It's a really long, really long service. Oh, it was yeah. like you know, I I left. I guess it was like three hours of the actual service part. Whoa. I think I was there the whole time. Um, I, I didn't stay for the meal because that felt wrong. But uh, what was cool was, um, what I was going to say was that the the kid who uh, who gave his, because you get like a certain, you get like a, your own speech. Right. Right. Your own little, uh-huh. your, your chance to speak your piece. Yeah. Uh, and to like, and so he was like, hey, thank you all for coming here. I know a lot of you came from like around the country. So this is like a really important day, uh, but for me, but it's not really necessarily religiously important because I don't believe in God. Like he said that in his bar mitzvah, wow. and people like laughed, but like nobody was like, <gasps> right? Nobody was like, what the fuck? No one was like <laughs> speaking into a little walkie like sees him, <laughs> right? Like everybody just kind of like laughed and tittered, and then you know he kept went on to say blah blah blah, and then later in the service, one of the rabbis from I think his shul came up and he's like presenting him some, you know. There's a mini, there's lots of presentations, lots of things. It's like yeah. all kind of running together for me right now. But like something in his speech was kind of like, you know, actually, uh, you said this wasn't religiously important, but uh, it is still religious because, uh, you know, the funny thing about Judaism, it doesn't, like, we don't really care what you believe. You're still Jewish. So it's like you pick the wrong religion. Of, like, if you want to care about beliefs, go to Christianity or something like that's that. That's interesting. So, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, like, like, it seems like it's kind of pushing it, maybe. But yeah. like, he was also being tongue in cheek and sort yeah. of like rabbi type humor. Yeah, you know. But uh, this yeah, kid sounds like a regular comedian, right? Well, the guy, yeah, the guy is definitely like all that kind of self deprecating, like stereotypical yeah, Jewish, Jewish humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So I think that speaks to like how it can be. It can feel kind of like oppressive and restricting because there's like all these years of you know like behind us, and we were like the first freaking monotheistic religion and that's right. like a mantle that we wear proudly and when people are like i really don't like the whole chosen people thing um mm-hmm. i actually was just in my current job um that i just started i'm in a writer's room for a show and there's you know several jews in there as as we do <laughs> and uh we've been talking about the idea of jews as the chosen people and how that's kind of an ugly concept mm. and doesn't really like endear you to other people you know mm-hmm. it's just a shitty attitude to be like yeah i was actually chosen <laughs> so yeah um i don't know it's like I'm, i feel conflicted about some of the kind of like fundamentals of Judaism. but back to your initial thing um uh about like a lot of jews identifying as culturally jewish rather than religious um I definitely think that is true. And like, you know, I was raised with, with some religion just in terms of going to Hebrew school and Sunday school. And like my mom would, you know, sometimes uh, she would, she would want us to light like the candles on Shabbat, which is Friday night. Um, and uh, on Friday night, get fucking lit. Um, <laughs> and then Hanukkah get fucking super lit. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, one, one candle at a time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's be very yeah deliberately yeah. deliberately lit. Let's not get too crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so there were like certain religious markers and things that we observed, right. but there was no talk in our home of like God. Like you believe or, in God, right? Yeah, of no. Course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, mom. Yeah, absolutely. No, there was none of that, and it was kind of just like I think for my parents. Um, am I not talking? No, you're, to no, you're, okay, okay. No, you're, um, 
Am I doing podcasting right? Um, <laughs> I made it distracting, like sitting up. I was, I don't know what I, I was just adjusting. Anyway. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what, what was I saying? Uh, didn't uh, talk about God in the. Oh yeah. Home. Yeah. Yep. God in the home. Um, God in the house. Yeah. There was no like, no super pressure to be religious, but there was more of for, sort of an emphasis on like, um, you know, Judaism as it relates to like the family and the community and feeling like. I know for my mom especially, like, going to temple, going to our specific temple was really, like, a nice thing for her and kind of, like, a um, a way to feel connected to a community mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, and just, like, a nice sort of set of rituals to have that does link you to the past but is also something you pass down to your children. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, uh, I think having a Jewish identity was important to both my parents and uh, I definitely growing up not so much for my mom but for my dad and his side of the family felt the pressure like directly uh to like date and marry a jewish guy Mm. um which made me as like a rebellious you know i wasn't super rebellious i was honestly like the best kid any parents could hope to have and like you're welcome if you're listening to this (laughs) like like, you had it so good um but i yeah you were a chosen parent i was was a chosen child you were chosen parents um (laughs) yeah uh i uh definitely um what the hell was rebellious rebellious um or not wanting to date jewish just yeah yeah i was like oh you are putting these sort of like restrictions on me right i'm gonna go the opposite way totally Um, yeah 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 uh it was a total coincidence that i think my one of my first real boyfriends was a jewish dude but uh i didn't damn it Ah. he didn't seem super jewish um (laughs) and then i've continued on to just date like just every like many like aryans straight up gentiles yeah straight up gentiles yeah that's like my vibe yeah yeah. um that's interesting um something i was gonna say the uh because it's such a contrast from what i and most christians are raised like if you're raised any kind of devout christian there is an inherent it's not just like implied it's like you know you have to believe in god you have to believe in jesus you have to believe jesus was like you have to certain now what it gets into the like whether what the what specific type of christian you are some people take a little less literal interpretations of like maybe you don't have to believe that jesus was like a literal right but but like growing up that was certainly the implication of what didn't feel that nuanced at all and, and what so, type of christianity did you grow up with i grew up a uh, presbyterian okay and so they're pretty pretty chill pretty as far as like uh christian nominations go it's fairly like I'd say moderately liberal uh-huh. um but uh yeah it was even the idea of telling and my dad was a, a pastor so like the right, idea of like yeah. telling um them that i didn't believe in god or couldn't believe that wasn't just i mean i did believe in god so that was a happy coincidence okay. but like it was like but if you it, didn't it, you it would have been, been able to no no yeah. definitely not um and i think most kids feel the same and that's what was so crazy to me about witnessing that bar mitzvah was like seeing that not matter was like such a it was such an insight to like i want to i don't want to say childhood trauma but just like an insight into like the kind of mental paradigms yeah christian kids are sort of like subjected to or like the idea that you i mean a lot of christian a lot of kids who grew up in christian households just don't feel that they can talk about that and right don't feel like they can say you know i don't believe in god or whatever and but like what was interesting and i think i've heard other uh jewish people talk about this where it's like 
a lot to a lot of Jews, it's not even necessarily the importance of believing in God isn't the thing that makes you Jewish, isn't the belief in God, but it's almost like the struggling with God, whether he's he or she or it is real or not, and the struggle for like why did this happen? Why do good why did bad things happen to good people is sort of like one of the essential Jewish like struggles. Yeah, I think struggle in general is a very like is really like a founding sort of principle of Judaism or maybe not founding, but has become like a very essential element of Judaism. Well, in that sense, it's very similar. It connects to Buddhism because Buddhism, it's all about suffering, right? Yes. Although I always forget that because it's like (laughs) the chill religion, you know? But uh, I mean, that's the, that's the, 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 what is I'm going to say? The, uh, one of the main truths of Buddhism is that there is the right, the right view of, the right view that is referenced in Buddhism is to view that the world is suffering. Right. It's a huge part of life. Yeah. And like you're, you can't fight it. Right. Or you can't resist it. Is that like a a thing in Buddhism? Uh, I don't know about resisting. Um, I, I, it's been a long time since I've like gone on like, what's the eightfold path? Like I know there, I'm so bad. I'm like so exposing myself right now. It feels bad. Like I don't know. Come on, learn top. This is what we do. Um, I took a, like Asian religions class it, uh, in college. And I remember really sparking to Buddhism um, and loving all of the readings that we did. And um, I still have a copy of what the Buddha taught. And mm. I think the, I think the Upanishads, mm-hmm. is that Buddhism or is that Hindu- Hinduism? Uh, Upanishads, I believe is Hinduism, Hinduism but the yeah. Dhamma, it's the, Dharma, the Dhammapada or something. Dhammapad. Mm. I don't know the Dhammapad. I just, I literally just bought something on Amazon. That's the original Buddha. Like you're talking about the original sayings of the Buddha. Yeah. It's the Dhamma something. Okay. I, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so. No, no. It's God. yeah. I should know this too. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, Buddhism. I and... feel naked and lying on the floor right now. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Natalie. And I was just gonna yeah. say like that's, that's nothing's right. That's I'm torn. Re- exactly. That's... Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really sad that she's not known for her other songs, which are quite good. Wait, like her Jewish songs? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but <laughs> Natalie Berlia, um is a rabbi, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she's just, I don't know, she's just got some good songs. Okay, we got so... Yeah, let's get back. So off track. Okay, okay. Well, we're talking about suffering and that struggle. being... Struggle. Yeah, suffering and struggle. Got and, it. And that being a very, like... <laughs> Yeah, like powerful bonding agent. Like people, you know, misery loves company, right? Right. I mean, that's a very like reductive sort of thing to say about. Mm-hmm. So do you whatever. let me let me play mild uh, armchair psychologist or you know sure. black leather couch Sofa in my apartment psychologist. Uh, yeah. psychologist? Do you think maybe now this because let me just say this like sometimes like putting this question out may make you like think that it could it has a way it could like i don't mean to gaslight you if this wasn't your experience is what i'm trying to say okay do you think that there there could have been an element of like oh since the something inherent in judaism is like struggle and like also this identity maybe a part of you wanting to leave that behind and not want to totally always think about is like i don't want to have to think about struggle like myself in the context of struggle all the time yeah potentially i mean i yeah i i think that they're they're always felt growing up to me like a little bit of a an like a heaviness to Judaism like a like a heavy like 
you know, like one of those fucking like metal vests they make you wear when you get x chain mail yeah or no, no, no. <laughs> yeah when you're a knight you know and you're in in the middle ages that's you know what, what i mean? thought you were that's referencing. what we're talking about yeah uh, when you're a knight and you go to the doctor and because you got a little heart murmur and they need to check it out uh, you know what i'm talking about the fucking the, yeah, the radiation ex- vest yes the radiation vest hey yeah. both are heavy by the way both i wouldn't want to be wearing you're right. all the time you're right uh, it's hard to be a knight. We should talk about it more. Um, <laughs> more sympathy for knights. Yeah. <laughs> All knights matter. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that needed to be said. Um, yeah, there just felt like anything that's like so old and so seeped in tradition, um, you know, coupled with the on top of that, it being like so tantamount, like just struggle being such a part of that. Yeah, it feels very heavy, or it can feel very heavy, and it feels like, ugh, I want to break free from that. I want to do my own thing. You know. Um, but I think more in my older age, mm-hmm. I have actually like, and and I think honestly, I think doing the podcast is part of this. Um, is re sort of like reframing how I think about tradition, and kind of coming around on some tradition and feeling like some of it is actually quite nice. Yeah, you know, like like what? Like um. I know a couple years ago I hosted uh, my first Passover Seder awesome, and it yeah. was fucking awesome. I mean, cause it, it like activates huge parts of me that are already there. And like, like uh, I love being a hostess. I love making food and having people enjoy the food that I've made. Mm. Um, and just like running shit in general and being bossy <laughs> and being like, guys, this is the order of things. This yeah, is, yeah. this is the rundown and drinking nice wine and just like, and just being social and, you know, like, and, and I think there are a lot of really nice, like aspects of Judaism that relate to just being a community, like being in a community and yeah, like relating yeah. to other people and you're not alone. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's so nice. Yeah. You know, more, you know, like I know a lot of people, um, feel less lonely with religion because they feel like God is there. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's not, it's never been about God or like, or like what happens when you die? Because I would, I think most Jews would say like nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually like baked into the religion, not even just like a religious cultural sort of Jews. It's like Jewish people don't believe in hell. Like, right. you know, heaven is kind of a big question mark, but probably not. And there's more of an emphasis on just like live a meaningful life in the present. Right. Do nice things for people, you know, try to make the world better. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you argue with that? That's so nice, right? It is nice. Yeah. You know, and Christianity like at its core is like that too, in a way. I mean, there's obviously there's a whole afterlife component that's very different. Yeah. I mean, depending on which Christian you talk to, some Christians like would say it's like all about the next life. It's all about like making sure you get into heaven or like, um, that seems to be the focus of a lot of Christians or like what's crazy about like the original um, there's, so there's lots of different views of what the historical original Jesus was like. And that each of the different gospels sort of like takes a different, has a different approach on Jesus and like mm-hmm. how they kind of viewed Jesus. And so one of the approaches, there's some that's like, like for instance, one sees Jesus as like, Oh, Jesus is like a man on earth. Like, so let's talk about Jesus as a human being, like as a person, person to person who lived. Right. Yeah. Some take the, I can't remember which ones this lines up with, but like and some take him as like, he's a son of God. He is like, you know, so let's talk about him that way. Let's talk about having him as, as like, like a holy immortal person. Right. Yeah. And then there's the other, there's one other, well, there's a couple other ones, but one of the ones is, um, talking about Jesus as this, um, apocalyptic figure, meaning like, he is ready to 
he's going to be the one that returns when the world ends. And they thought the world was going to end in their lifetime as in like in 30 years. Like they didn't think it was like going to happen thousands of years from now. It was like, Oh shit, he's going to be coming back and he's going to be pissed. Well, not pissed, but like like, he's going to be ready. We got to be ready. Oh my gosh. It's like those movies. Um, those like sci-fi movies that deal with the future, but they set it like two, like they said like 30 years from now and it's like we're gonna be flying in 30 years right. we're gonna have flying cars it's right like, just in, set it a in little 2050 bit. yeah jesus of... is coming yeah exactly um so it depends on the christianity yeah you're gonna say oh fuck i had a something else i wanted to... you made me think of and i can't i totally lost uh, it what were we talking about talking about um tradition okay tradition. I, I found it i found it again yes okay great great something that i had that has really connected me with my sense of um tradition and like the sense of a word that has become bigger for me recently is ancestors yeah that's a lot of weight to it now to me ancestors yeah when i i will confess this when i started going to i've been uh, going on some ayahuasca trips i was hearing about this (laughs) and i can't wait to talk to you on mic or off mic about that. we can talk a little more off mic about some aspects of it um but on mic i can say that uh one of the things that um that's that happens is there's there have been certain moments where I've connected with like this, not just like my immediate ancestors and my own family line, but also like the ancestors of humanity. Like you, not necessarily my genet like genetic line. I mean, I haven't like right. connected with like you know European dudes, right. but like <laughs> yeah, I was like connecting with like the feelings of like pre civilization. Yeah, like early humanity. Humans. Yeah, like sitting around fires figuring shit out or like yeah relating to each other when we couldn't even relate in full language yeah you know which was most of our history was not using full language which is pretty wild to think about it is you know so then it doesn't make you think like what are the common things that bind all of us right what is what and what's really important like what are the types of and so i think there are some things like in a way our some of these traditions have evolved out of like our most the earliest versions of us manifesting and ex- starting to express what are the thing like yeah so like the, and like the things like a, a early like passover meal it's like uh-huh. the very basic the <laughs> some of the basic building blocks of like all right we're happy to be right. food family like, like you need to eat yes like, yeah you the need to sort of commune with others right um and the need to just like remember things and appreciate and appreciate yeah yeah so anyway yeah totally i am with you so i yeah i definitely think i've evolved a little bit in my relationship to to ancestry and I've, i'm more interested now in sort of like my own ancestry and like does this happen when we past? get older yes a hundred has to happen and right it has to that has to be it like i don't know a ton of young people who are like <laughs> well i was uh looking into my great great grandmother's you know there is like at least one person like that right but and he's, they suck yeah they're dorks yeah <laughs> stupid dorks are they History dorks or dorks. are they geeks yeah, exactly or they're they uh they're they're sounding nerdy the more we're talking about them. right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck them. <laughs> um, uh, yeah yeah ancestry is dope um have you done the, have you done the cheek swab I like the cheek swab the cheek swab like there's just a cheek swab that everybody does yeah dude Um, what's the cheeks no I haven't done it but uh (laughs) what is the cheek swab uh it's the ancestry.com 23andme thing where like you (laughs) they swab your cheek and they wait 23andme isn't that what it's called it sounds like a department store it really does for 23 year olds right forever 23 um it's uh no uh it's like an ancestry.com thing um I think 
I'm, okay. I'm I just, really I'm think I'm exposing right. some gaps in my own like social circles that I think <laughs> I think there's you have a lot more people interested in this stuff. Than I think I, you're probably than right. I am. Um, yeah, I don't just know not why. A, just not a criticizing. No, I'm I run in some cool. Yeah, the the cheek swabbers that I roll with. Do you know Emily Schmidt by the way? Uh, that name is incredibly familiar. She's been on this podcast. She's somebody that I think of. Immediately. Oh, I think I listened to her episode. She's like super into. So if you want to, if you want to find somebody into ancestry and like her like lineage and like fuck yeah, that kind of thing. She's the person to go to. That At least the person like, I go to mentally. That sounds like a lit fucking Friday night. <laughs> Just me and Emily <laughs> it swabbing does now. each other's cheeks. So so okay. So the way that they can like capture your dna and like trace it back to okay. you know okay. whatever is they like they get some cells from inside your cheek it's crazy what they can find out from doing that yeah by the way uh wow. medicine is wild and um <laughs> yeah yeah so i haven't done it but i mean i don't think there's gonna be a ton of surprises i pretty much know like eastern central european jew like mm-hmm. russia romania germany like ukraine mm-hmm. all those all those things yeah all those like cold those cold places cold barren lands uh supposedly we like or a lot of us especially eastern europeans would have like some element of uh genghis khan in them too right i like that yeah okay that would be a cool surprise like please yeah come on genghis um i think that there's probably like maybe one percent of like gentile blood on my like in my family line but honestly we're all a bunch of jews like nobody nobody is christian i mean the people have married christian spouses Mm -hmm. but um a lot of people i know who are jewish are like mostly jewish or like they've got you know some i don't know what i'm trying to say but um i'm just yeah very jewish um yeah i have a a question for you um is there something that now okay the process of your podcast learned up i should distinguish of learning up not just like a general learning up yeah in the specific context yeah of, now uh, I'm feeling like it sounds weird as a verb in the present tense, and I'm sort of. <laughs> Are you self conscious? Don't be self conscious about okay, it. Okay, okay. I'm enjoying it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just anyway. Have you have there been things that you have has been like? Oh, I would like other people to, I'll say, learn, learn. to learn about. Um, <laughs> like. Yeah, we were both like yeah. on board. Take, take saying, it back. Take the word back. Take that. Take. The I was learning. also feeling learn at the same point and not learned. Me too. Is weird. No, I mean it. Cool. I don't think learnt should be a verb in the present tense. <laughs> I think it should be past tense. And I'm gonna talk to Lauren about this. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, things that I've like been things really that you would like other people yeah to learn about. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, totally. Um, I just we just did an episode for Women's History Month about Black and Jewish feminists that we should know more about. And I got learned up on Judy Chicago, who is a badass bitch. Like, look, first of all, I, 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 I Judy direct, Chicago. I direct messaged her last night because I was like, who cares? Um, <laughs> and uh, she's apparently on it. She's like, Who's, on Instagram. Okay. She's a she's an artist okay. who um, is she basically like started the feminist art movement. Wow. Um, look at this chick. Whoa. I mean, she's just wow. real as fuck um she is so so she's jewish she's still alive and creating cool art and um she a lot of her art uh is very like it just deals with um ideas about femininity uh 
like gender. She almost seems like the other power. side of like the David Bowie coin a little bit, like in like a more you know in the sense that he was a you know I guess physically speaking he was a, a male, but he's also he's constantly he was playing like, with gender, playing with gender and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, I think that's right. Although I I think she would say that she's like staunchly a woman and and mm, like okay. female identifying, but okay. she definitely loves to talk about like um you know how women have been historically oppressed and sexuality as both a tool of oppression and mm-hmm. liberation. And a lot of the work that she's most famous for is like vaginal imagery uh, at a time where that was very shocking. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, anyway, I don't want to talk all about Judy Chicago, but that's a person who <laughs> you slid I, into her DMs. I, yeah. <laughs> slid into those DMs and um, I know she checks it. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I was like, Judy, <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. send her a link to the episode. But yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> when I learned about people like that, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't I know more about this person? And now I'm so excited to learn more about her. And um, so that was one. And then um, Gilda Radner, I was like, I should know about Gilda Radner. I, I was so ashamed that I like I should know more about Gilda Radner. Right? We yeah. all should. Anyone who's in comedy should know more about her. So there's all kinds of things. I mean, those are just people specific. I'm trying to think about like, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, we are doing an episode that we'll release next Tuesday about um, minstrels in both black and Jewish worlds. Not minstrels. Not minist- not to be confused with minestrone, which is my preferred coffee shop uh, food of choice <laughs> that I bring in. I don't like to order it from anywhere. Right, you bring I it make in. my own. I make, <laughs> I make the best damn minestrone. Um, I don't think I've had minestrone in like 25 years. Does anyone eat it? I don't like minestrone. No, I don't either. Yeah. It's not very good. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like kind of kitchen sink soup it's just a bunch of stuff <laughs> just like oh kitchen sink soup i was thinking like a soup that i now i know what you mean that like you're throwing the kitchen sink at it yeah but i was thinking like like a soup you make in your kitchen sink which does not sound appealing no at all no it sounds like something that, like the unabomber does <laughs> like how do we know he was crazy well he he's, he makes a lot fan of, of minestrone he maked he made a lot of it's guys he made up a lot of yeah yeah, yeah. He made up language. Um, uh, yeah. So well, yeah. So uh, we're talking minstrel. about minstrels. minstrels. And, um, That's why we got the minstrel. Right? Yes. Uh, and just talking about um, like Jewish minstrels and that being a thing. And I'm still kind of learning more about it. But um, uh, there's all these things that I'm learning about that uh, are really cool. It's like that. Yeah. It, it's. It, we want to get like a contact high off of your like curiosity basically. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you want people to be like, I like something I really don't want it to be. is just me and Lorraine talking about our own experiences at people in a way that's mm. very like dry and like, like listening to someone give like a dispassionate book report, you know, <laughs> and it's not, I don't know, for some reason, um, the pot, do you listen to how did this get made? That podcast? I know it's a thing. Do you but... know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a, podcast that i listen to pretty regularly and i would say 99 percent of the time i haven't seen the movie that they're like making fun of but it doesn't matter because the joy with which they talk about it and like mm. the mercilessness with which they like skewer it i'm just like so i love listening to it and so if there are things like that where you know and bitch sesh is another podcast that's like about real housewives stuff and i don't watch any of that shit shit but like <laughs> yeah you know i can drop in on those those kinds of podcasts and be like this is still really enjoyable and I, you know, um, whether or not it makes me actually want to go out and like learn about or do the thing that they're talking about, it's, mm-hmm. you know, not always, but, but sometimes it's just fun to hear people really passionately 
and you know curiously talking about stuff totally yeah yeah yeah. i hope it's interesting for other people i don't know i think it, it sounds pretty interesting to me i think um, we're about out of time um well, that that's a good stopping that's place it feels like a good stopping place and you don't want to be known as the jewish podcaster and yet well that's one <sighs> part know. but that's one part of it's just yeah. one part of me i mean are you what, what do you feel like you have that this you're brand a, that you're a Jewish podcaster no, yeah. I do feel that tell way tell me everything you think about <laughs> I actually think that's right on brand for you uh, uh yeah no. no for yourself are you like I'm a religious I'm a comedian who like lives in religious things and that's my brand I've started kind of um yeah I, I still hate this I hate brand I just hate I mean we you all brought hate, it up I did bring it up but like I hate the even yeah I know but like I mean uh yes I do feel like that's what people definitely know me for and i you know it's yeah that's the stuff i'm i still remain interested in exploring and like i wouldn't do it if it wasn't something i was authentically interested in it wasn't i wouldn't do it if it wasn't something that i'm not like trying to force any aspect of like oh i need to like you know talk about this because people are interested it's because i'm shit i'm still figuring out it's still i'm like exploring and trying to you know i've i spent a lot of last year that the whole purpose of me trying to do one like religious thing a week was like trying was you know there was, a, there was a curiosity project uh part of it but it was also like i really wanted to find a community that i yeah. felt um a part of and vibed with and like my tribe and i i think i found a couple of a couple of them you did yeah cool um, and Can you, do you feel comfortable like sharing what they are well like i mean some one of them being like my like the people I do ayahuasca with, and uh-huh. then one of the another tribe. It's like an adjacent tribe is like people I I found this uh, place in Culver City that does um it's called Five Rhythms. They it's like ecstatic dance, kind of similar to a static dance where Whoa. it's like free form dancing. It's just like it's just a dance party, like three hours that every Sunday. So fun! It's a lot of fun. You oh should go. You should yeah, go. yeah, you should tell me about that. I'll tell you so many things to tell you about, but okay. uh, that's another place where I feel it's so. Yeah, there's a definitely feel like a spirit. There's a huge spiritual element to it. I don't know. I just, I love dance. I fucking love dancing. Isn't dancing the best? And I love, it's so like, I love it as a spiritual practice. I mean, I I say spiritual practice so much, but like, it really does feel. I know what you mean though. It is like an, as an expression of. Yes. Of me as a way that I can relate to spirituality and mysticism without having to fucking put words on it. Right. Having to fucking like think about think it of, exactly it's a f- much more primal yes. like you're just in your energetically body. flowing yes. ah, and it's like my favorite thing i fucking i love dancing that's so cool i need to be i need to dance more so that's one of my new year's resolutions hell coming yeah. a little late hell yeah well uh i'll, I'll send you some more info on that um uh, where, where, where can people find you online okay um i am on instagram at sa isaacson and that's mm. i-s-a-a-c-s-o-n a lot of a's um <laughs> and then uh, on twitter i'm sarah e isaacson mm-hmm. and um and learnt up and learnt up is at learnt up podcast pretty much everywhere check us out um, i mean i'll have links to all of this stuff obviously okay. Because yeah. it would be really foolish if I didn't. It would be foolhardy. It would be foolhardy. Uh, thank you for this. This was really lovely. Thanks for coming over. Bye. Bye. And that's the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Sarah. Go to chooseyourownreligion.com for old episodes. If you like this show, just leave a rating or a review on iTunes. It's pretty easy and simple. It helps me out. If you enjoyed the show in the past, if you want to just find a way to help me and give back to whatever, how much enjoyment you've gotten out of it, just maybe leave a, leave a review or something. That will be cool. Uh, anyway... I love you. May the parts of you that have died be risen again. Jamaste.
Campfire.